0: You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy.
1: Please do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes.
0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy.
2: Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said.
1: See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie. Critics say exists to
0: make you happy. Trying to make out? No, because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May third. Rated PG thirteen. Celtics survive Game four, 97 to ninety, in overtime. This is the Garden Report on Celtics Blog and CLNS Radio. Welcome to the Garden Report. My name is Jared Weiss. With me, as always, Evans Clinchy and Jimmy Toscano. They survived. They avoid the sweep. Celtics win 97 and 90 in and overtime. Let's just go right to the highlights in this one. And Do we it. start looking at Carmelo Anthony missing so many shots tonight. And he really? Here he, he is driving that. on Brandon Bass, going to the rim. And he breaks, he breaks that one pretty poorly. Missed some
2: threes. 35 shots?
0: Exactly. He I'm actually went 3 for 15 in the first half in this one he oh, just person, couldn't get a shot but he was getting of- to the line so Jason Terry throws an alley-oop to KG this really was kind of the first time the crowd really got into it Uh, It was kind of a half inning crowd to start the game. That was pretty huge there. See that in slow mode. This is a big theme tonight. Jeff Green in transition, taking a lot of kind of like floater layups, whatever. No, he attacked all night. Yeah, but then Avery Bradley, huge getting steals on the full court press. He gets this one to Paul Pierce, who sees a defender in front of him, doesn't really care, hits the three on that one. Mm. And then Terry right before the first half ends with a huge shot, giving them a 19 point lead at the half, but. We know the Celtics. We know that didn't last too long. And Ray Felton was the guy that did it. He, he had sure 16 works. points in the third quarter. He hits the three, gets the back pick from k Martin, and scores right oh. over Jason Terry. And then, of course, the beautiful pull-up from 30, oh. free, uh, 30 feet out.
2: <laughs> when that what? went in, I, I just looked I around, and everyone
0: that. was just shaking their head like, how just, did that happen? Yeah, oh then in the fourth quarter as so Mello comes alive. Melo actually hit the layup to tie it up, and then Felton hits the pull-up off the back screen from Chandler. First lead of the game and the only lead of the game for the New York Knicks in this one because then the pick and pop between Pierce and KG, they finally get it going, and KG hits the shot right on the money, tying it up. Mello has a chance to win the game for the Knicks, but Jeff Green just covers it perfectly on this one. And
2: that sums up that night for Mello. I mean, they suffocated him all night on defense. He's still got his points, but on so many shots.
0: Yeah, so Pierce misses the shot. We go to
2: overtime.
0: Jeff Green gets the ball to Terry, who's shrieking all the way, just all wide open, all by himself.
2: Mm, that's a shot.
0: They can't get to him. He nails that three. Three-point lead for the Celtics. And then with a one-point lead, Terry... Somehow is able to get free off of Tyson Chandler. Hits the shot to make it a three-point lead for the Celtics. One it, right? chance. One chance for the Knicks to tie it up here. Felton has the ball. He eventually is able to get it to Mello, but Mello kind of fumbles a catch just enough for Pierce to be able to get on him. And he has to rush the shot. It's over. Jason Terry, the hero of the night. Huge game for Jason Terry. He has nine Huge. points in overtime. And as we saw it, he was the guy really bringing the energy to the game, <laughs> Evans. Uh, yeah, he was. I mean, especially in the final minutes,
1: he was. I mean, it was kind of a slow start for Terry in the early going, but he really picked it up and carried them late. Uh, but this is a complete team effort. It's not just Jason Terry with his scoring. I mean, we we, we saw the way Pierce and Jeff Green were attacking all night long, and, and the defense effort from Bass. You know, I don't want to give this one just to one guy. It was really six guys playing a complete game.
2: I agree. I mean, I think it starts with the defense like it always does with this team. I mean, you have Carmelo Anthony, who's been maybe the MVP of the postseason up to this, up to this game, yeah. and for him to put up 35 shots tonight and score 36 points, I mean, that's what you want. You want your high-volume shooters to put up a ton of shots. Uh, you know, if he's going to try to beat the Celtics by himself, the Celtics are going to let him try to do that by himself. Because without Smith today, you saw Mello try to do... I think he tried to do too much today. I think he tried to put the team on his back. And, you know, star players do that from time to time. And sometimes it works out. But, you know, aside from Felton's... You know, Felton stepped up today. But I just don't think it was enough. I think the Celtics, uh, in general, suffocated Mello. And we, we saw a guy step up at certain points in the game. It was green for regulation, and Terry especially in overtime.
0: Well, Beller had 35 field goal attempts and 20 free throw attempts, so 55 total yeah. shots from Beller. <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> Let's take a look at the uh, team stats here. Uh, so the Celtics, they win 97-90. They have almost, a, actually, a 10.3 percentage point, just to be exactly precise on that one. Field goal percentage advantage there. More free throws. And uh, they actually hit more threes in the Knicks. The Knicks have been killing them from yeah. deep in this series. Celtics finally hitting some three-point three shots in this one. But look at the offensive rebound differential. And that was where the comeback really came from for the Knicks. They had so many second-chance opportunities in the third and fourth quarter.
2: I mean, long, you know, they say long shots, long rebounds. I think a lot of those missed shots they were taking, um, you know, they would go to Chandler. He's really good at tipping balls back yeah. uh, to the guards who are hanging out waiting for those. But Garnett did that well tonight, too. Garnett, Garnett did that well, too. But, but I think, you know, Garnett, you know, if 17-year-old, you, if, you, know, you can't argue with that. But I think Ch- Tyson Chandler did have his way at times, you know, on tipping balls back. And when you look at that and you see 16 offensive rebounds, you look and you see the Knicks took 90 shots compared to the Celtics' 76. I mean, when you give a team that many extra shots, rarely do they lose. And a big thing
0: here is that Tyson Chandler has been doing that tip-back thing all season long. But like you said, KG, right at the end there, after Chandler basically brought them back to the game with those, KG started to actually kind of take that play away from them. They're yeah. finally getting stops on the perimeter when they had to. Yeah. I mean,
1: Garnett had 17 rebounds, and that doesn't even tell the whole story. There must have been like five more that he tipped to Jeff Green and Paul Pierce. Right. He probably had over 20 rebounds. You know, the true definition of, of rebounding the ball. Incredible effort from him. When you know the last two games, he's been he's been doing that. It's been impressive. All right. Well, let's hear what everybody had to say tonight.
3: Amazing. You know, you guys don't get to see it, but when you watch all the guys, and not just Jason Terry, but when you watch them practice, you know, on the floor on their own, uh, they work on certain shots and. That's a shot. That transition three is something he works on all the time. Fellow so man, you know, we put ourselves in this 3 up position. That's not where you want to be as a team, but, you know, it's what it is. Today we fought for another day and, you know, do the same Wednesday. Yeah, I was, I was pretty calm today, actually. I had a good calmness about myself coming to the game. I really didn't think about after, <laughs> the after effects of it. You know, my whole focus today was. Uh, getting today out. Actually, I've already called some friends in New York telling me I'll be out there for dinner. Uh, mm-hmm. Yesterday, actually. Okay. So uh, I, was very, I was very good at coming
0: so Jason Terry is the star of the show, and it was kind of getting to the point where people didn't want to see Terry at all. We were trying to figure out whether Crawford or Lee was going to play ahead of him, and now he's the hero in Boston, at least for one game. We'll see how it goes in Game 5, but uh, Jimmy, talk about how big Terry was tonight.
2: I mean, are you really surprised, I guess? I mean, ever since the Celtics got Terry, the whole thing was, well, he's going to show up in the playoffs, so just, you know, don't worry that he went 3-for-12 tonight, or for the past month. Yeah. <laughs> because when the playoffs after come 12. he's gonna really bring his A game. So I mean we're still kinda waiting to see for it. I mean four games in, but um, yeah, in the overtime you saw with that transition three Dog River said after the game that, you know, yeah. that's a shot that he works on. And we've seen him Pull up for three on, on fast breaks many times. Sometimes they went. They don't know his work. But the fact that you know he still trusts that shot. I mean, and, and he did it today. And he, I don't think he thought twice about it. I mean, he and he said in the past, like I'm going to take those shots every time. I'm, I'm going to get those shots. So uh, it was good to see him step up. And he just followed that up after with that. You know, we, we we showed the highlight of it earlier. You know, he found his way around two guys and he hit that shot. So those five straight points. I mean, that really put the game away. I think for the Celtics. Terry's so also lucky to have a coach in Doc Rivers who's always going to trust veterans like him. I mean, you put, put him
1: on a team with a different coach, and you, he might trust a guy like Jordan Crawford more than Terry. But, but Doc will stick with his veterans, tried and true guys like Jason Terry. You're going to get minutes, and so he got 40 minutes and 50 seconds despite having a pretty rough last couple of months. I mean, it, it's the kind of trust that, that Doc instills in Terry that gives him the confidence to keep shooting, even when it's not always falling for him. Okay. And you know, eventually, you get nights like this when he scores 18, nine in
0: overtime. So. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, defending Melo was the most important thing, obviously, for yes. the Celtics. Terry sure. uh, not so much; he didn't, he didn't do that. Never really. But Jeff Green and Brandon Bass, Brandon Bass. had most of the responsibility did. for it. Yeah. Doc Rivers Pierce talked as about well. that after the game.
3: Brandon was the uh, he was the starter game, as far as I'm concerned, and um, you know he just defended, you know, and and did it over and over and over again. Um, there's a lot of guys that you want to defend. I don't know if Carmelo would be the one you would pick. Uh and for Brandon to do that basically the entire game until we fouled out, uh, was terrific for us. Uh we needed that one guy to be able to do that. Sure. On this radio. To talk about how Jeff was, especially
0: having to cover Melo on the
3: control. Yeah. Uh you know, it's it's funny, you know, Brandon gets in foul trouble. Jeff has the guard and we had the one timeout at the end of the game when you knew they were gonna to go to Carmelo. Um Jeff and Paul both have both have five files. And you're thinking, I mean, who do you want to sacrifice? Almost. That's how you felt. Uh, because he's such a file magnet, you know, he's really good at, at drawing files. Uh but I thought Paul, I thought the all did, you know, took their share and Jeff was great as well.
0: So Jeff had a little bit there at the end, especially in the clutch moments. Brandon Bass had to give up all six of his fouls covering Melo, but yeah. Evans, it worked. I mean, yeah, Melo only, only hit a
1: third of his shots. Yeah, well, Doc was asked before the game like about the starting lineup, and he basically said, we want to start Brandon Bass because we want to put him on, on Melo early. Mm-hmm. And he was exactly right. It was the right move. Melo missed all his first six shots. He had, he was scoreless in the first quarter, I believe. Yeah. And he had to just take these awkward fadeaways and like leaning shots to his left yeah. trying like, to get around Bass because Bass just had outstretched arms in his face the whole night the whole night when he wasn't fouling out. Right. I mean it was a really, really inspired effort from Bass and, and that kind of set a tone for everybody else. I mean, because you had Pierce and Jeff Green not guarding Melo so much, they were free to focus on offense and it was just a ripple effect throughout the whole
2: team. Right. Everyone played better. I think I mean no easy shots. I mean that's what we talked about after game three, you know, the fact that not only are they next hitting shots but they're hitting wide open shots. I mean get out there, make it difficult for them. you saw what happens. We've seen it before with Melo. I mean, sometimes he gets a little emotional on the court and maybe he puts up some shots that he shouldn't put up and if exactly. you've got a hand in or a hand in his face or you're bodying him up well. I mean it was really physical out there tonight. I mean the refs tried to eliminate almost all physicality, <laughs> which is why almost every player fouled out of this game, even though only one did. I mean it seemed like they all maybe five, the third yeah. quarter, They all had four, and everyone had to sort of slow down. But physicality is, is one thing that you have to have against these Knicks.
0: It's, I mean, it's rare that guys even get five fouls in the NBA. So the fact that there were three guys in the South that right. five fouls, it's pretty significant. And give Green credit. He had to basically guard Mello on an island. They kept giving him isolation hmm. tries against... Green when Green had five fouls and he managed right. to pretty much stop Mello for the most part except for that last uh, layup to tie the game towards the end yeah. but he was able to pretty much keep Mello under control while guarding yeah. him with five fouls and Mello got to the line 20 times tonight he is yeah. a single-handed foul machine Right, was. agree okay so game five Celtics are down three to one no one, no one has ever come back to get to, uh, to win game seven after going down three oh but a lot of teams have made it to game six Jimmy are the Celtics one of those teams that could do it
2: uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I just don't think so. And honestly, it, and if if the game was back in Boston, I would say I would give a much better shot. But the fact that the the Knicks are going back uh to New York and they're getting J. R. Smith back, that yeah. just tells me that they've just got too much to still too much going for them. Where I don't think that this is, this loss is gonna like rattle them, where they're not gonna you know know yeah. what to do in game. All of a sudden, I don't, but it, I think the Celtics will compete, and I and you know I'm not gonna write them off completely because that's one thing I've learned covering this team is you can <laughs> never write them off. And as soon as you write them off,
1: you can they never predict anything,
2: and they good or yeah, bad. Basically, exactly. I was about to say, like, <laughs> right. you never have any idea what the hell so, is Whatever. Everything I just said, don't even. Just listen don't to listen to us at all. We right. have no clue. That's right. what I'm trying to okay, say. Well, what, what it's is, Basically, it's going to be tough.
0: What yeah. do they have to do specifically to win game five besides not scoring like 30 points they, in the second? got to keep clamping down
1: on Melo. I mean, that, that's, that's the big it. thing, right? If, if you make Mello take 35 shots and miss 25 of them, you're going to have a really good chance to win. If you can do that twice in a row, we've got ourselves a game I seven. I
2: they say it. they got a win defense. They gotta, and Jeffrey said they have to treat every possession and every defensive possession like it's their last, mm-hmm. which just sounds cliche but it actually could be. It's what situation. you got to do. <laughs> right, and if they don't do that, then you know they'll start making plans to ship their cars back to wherever they live and all that stuff. Okay. Well, let's uh, take a look at that game reset again
0: while we go into the box score. This is boxing out. Uh, Evans, what was your stat of the night?
1: My stat of the night, we talked about it already, but 35 shots with Carmelo. I mean, the fact that he just kept shooting and he kept missing and he kept shooting, I mean, that's how you lose games, is taking 35 shots and missing so many of them. So, yeah, that's, that's
2: a key stat, clearly. Good stat. My stat is 16 to 14. Um, in the third quarter, Raymond Felton scored 16 points, and the Boston Celtics as a team scored 14. <laughs> and obviously, that was the quarter where the Celtics lead went from 20 to three, and Felton hit that buzzer-beater uh, three at the end of the at the end of it. Uh, I just thought that you know there was a number of things that sort of plagued the Celtics in, in that quarter. One of them being the foul issues. I mean, they, Kevin Garnett picked up his fourth, I think, early on in the third quarter. They took him out. The Knicks went on a 12 to two run, and then after that. Um, you know they, they put KG back in, but at that point, you know, the the hurt was on. I think you know the Knicks kind of got into a rhythm at that point. Mm-hmm. Everything was falling. Uh, so Raymond Felton, I thought, you know, he really stepped up tonight in Smith's absence, and he almost got the job done without him. We should know that Felton was not the only player to outscore
1: the
0: entire team in a period tonight. Chase,
2: there you Howard. Peter yeah,
1: Nick's
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my number there, the nine points for Jason Terry in overtime. Uh. No, but I, it wasn't as good as a number, or as good as a way of framing it as you had it. But yeah. uh, Jason Terry has nine points in overtime. Single-handedly wins the game for them at the end there. that's. wasn't sure if we were going to get to say that in the playoffs. I think we all kind of expected we would say that at one point at the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. and then for the last five months it didn't look like we were going to get to say that. But... The jet finally um, took off at one point. We'll see off. if he can stay up in the air. Where is it going? We don't side. know. We'll we have, have no no see way. where he lands. All right, so <laughs> for me, baller of the night is Jason Terry because of his overtime performance. But okay. Jimmy and Evans, who do you guys think are the uh, uh,
2: ballers ball of the night? I'm going with Jeff Green. I just really like what I saw from him tonight on both ends of the court. I thought mm-hmm. defensively we talked about um, you know how he was left alone guarding Melo a lot of times, and I think he did a really good job. And offensively, the one thing that we've always Wanted to see out of green Is just attacking, attacking, attacking the rim Because when he's out in the open court It seems like three strides And he's at the hoop I mean, when yeah. he gets in Transition. I mean, he seems to be faster and stronger than anybody yeah. else on the court, so it was good to see him attack the hoop tonight. Uh, what did he finish with? 26, 26. points. 26 points. Uh, 22 shots. 22 a lot of shots, shots but in you will know, take it. For 48
1: points. Yeah. I heard seven Terry seven call, call Jeff Brini. He had LeBron like speed. <laughs> Quite a high compliment. That's,
0: <laughs> that's pretty fair.
1: LeBron light. LeBron light. LeBron very light. A very homeless man, LeBron James. <laughs> um, baller. Oh, um... I was going to go to Kevin Garnett. Uh, 17 rebounds twice in a row. I mean, that's just insane. 34 rebounds in two games here at the Garden. Uh, that's pretty crazy. And like you said, he could have had more, probably. He could have had a lot more. I mean, the, the fact that he's willing to get in there and muscle up against Tyson Chandler and try to push him around when he tries to push back, mm-hmm. just, he stays with it. He doesn't let himself get bullied, and it's because he he knows the importance of these games. Back to
0: the wall, he's got to fight. And Kevin Garnett's fighting for every rebound. It's been great. And you made a great point before we went on air. How many times does someone have 17 rebounds twice in a row? Two I, games in row? I, I don't know. Just a bizarre Elias, name. get on that. Stats out to on that, there, you go. there uh, you go. Yeah. So they win 97 to 90 in overtime. <laughs> they can still get eliminated in game five. Yep. They could. It's quite possible. So cool. it? We hope to see you again. I mean, just very quickly for you guys, what was the big moment of the year that
2: stood oh, out for ridiculous. you? Oh, uh, we have to. It's got to be Rondo's injury, right? Yeah. I mean, how can yeah. it not be? I mean, or you can say, you know, Sellinger's injury was like sort of the icing on on the crap cake. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you hate to see. And he, the entree was like you a you little hate, bit of like so salad the on crab the crab cake. cake. This is a less tasty kind of thing. Right. <laughs> no, but you hate to you hate to sum up a season with. The word injuries, but I mean, when two of your starters go up for the year, I mean, it's tough to overcome. For the Celtics to even be in this position, I mean, I think it says says a lot about some of these guys. What's your question? Favorite moment? Let me rephrase it for you,
0: actually. So, a lot of people the last few days have been talking about if they still had Rajon Rondo, how would this team look right now? How would they be able to beat this Knicks team the way the Knicks have been playing? What do you think?
1: I mean, I would say, yeah, it would make a huge difference. I mean, we've seen Rondo in the playoffs have triple doubles every other game. I mean, it would make a humongous difference, yeah.
2: And he's the best, he's their best, you know, and they said he's their best player in the postseason. And, you know, we're seeing it now because the offense isn't moving the way it was when he first went out. You know, it seems like the ball's moving all over the place, everyone's contributing, but now it's not really looking that way. You know, the honeymoon period's over, and they're, right. they're back to playing like you expect in the play right. without
0: a point guard. Well, we'll see if they can work things out or if they end up getting split up. But the Celtics will face the Knicks in game five. Hopefully, we will see you for game six. For Evans Clinchy, Jimmy Toscano, my name is Sherrod Weiss. This is the Garden Reporter.